0: If you've received that on email or you pick one up here then you'll get all the details not too late to turn up um everyone's welcome if you want to invite someone please do if you can't please pray we meet from about 7:30 till about 9:30 every tuesday for the next 10 or 11 weeks so it's really good to support alpha in prayer so if you can put a a, an alarm in your phone and say pray for alpha you don't have to pray for the whole two hours but if you can pray while we're meeting that the spirit moves and touches lives that would be amazing um also if you haven't spoken to jeanine about catering yet that would also be really helpful if you want to uh provide meals cakes particularly cakes and meals um on a tuesday night then, then that's, that blesses our guests. So uh, yeah, really excited, looking forward to it and uh, looking for your support in prayer in particular. Thank you. Uh,
1: just to say, we had an absolutely brilliant time uh, in the lounge last night with Abby leading us through a worship event. It was, it was just brilliant. Um, we were blessed by the Holy Spirit. Um, in so many ways, and uh, it was such a wonderful time, and uh, Abby is hoping to do another one in the summer term, so if you weren't here last night, you missed something really special, you missed a real encounter with God, and it was, it was really, it was really special, and I can't wait for the next one, so be here, when you, when you hear about it, get down here and enjoy God's presence, so we'll, we'll tell you about that when we get another date, but it was, it was amazing. And we want God's presence with us today, don't we? We want to encounter God. That's why we're here, isn't it? Yes. We're here because the Spirit is here. And we're excited because God is here. And when God's present, um, we are changed. And he fills us. So I want to begin. There's, um, Isaiah had a, had a vision of God in the temple. And uh, he saw the glory and majesty, or at least part of it, of God. And he records in Isaiah 6: In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another: Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I am a, live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he'd taken with tongs from the altar, and with it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we long today for an encounter with you, Lord, in your risen glory. Lord, we long for an encounter with you. You are the holy and awesome and all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing God, who is beyond our understanding. And yet you have come near to us in Jesus, and you have sent your Holy Spirit, who fills us so that we can rejoice and know you. We can draw near because of the Holy Spirit has come and dwelt in us as Christians. And so Lord, we ask that Father, you would send us your Holy Spirit this morning. May there be a holy encounter again today. May we experience you Lord, but through the power of your Holy Spirit, open our eyes, Jesus, to see you in your risen glory afresh today. We are here because we want to be changed. We want an encounter, Lord, where you change us. So come, Holy Spirit, help release joy in our worship today. Release freedom and liberty among us to express joy through spiritual gifts and through our bodies and through our souls, minds, and emotions. Lord, come and fill this place as you fill us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand to worship Jesus. i e Let's just begin to sing out love songs to Jesus. He is a wonderful name, (laughs) it's a powerful name. There is no other name that is higher than the name of Jesus. Let's just sing our love songs to Jesus. than your name. Let a new song rise up let a new song of praise fill this place lord jesus come jesus release praise from your people loosen the lips lord of your people that we might declare your praise hallelujah jesus hallelujah jesus Praise you Jesus Hallelujah Praise you Jesus Hallelujah Hallelujah Praise you Jesus Hallelujah A new song rise up lord oh, stir up your gifts lord in us oh thank you jesus shall I only
2: comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb, and all the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders and the four living beings, and he fell before the throne with their faces to the ground mm-hmm. and worshipped. They sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honour and power and strength belong to our God,
1: and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worthy 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 are You, Lord, worthy Worthy to be thanked and praised and and worshipped and adored. Worthy. To be thanked and praised and worshipped and adored. Singing hallelujah, lamb upon your throne. We worship and adore you, make your glory known. conqueror, your Lord of everything. Thank you Jesus. Um, We're going to take up the offering and as we do that the children are going to go out and we'll pray for them as we pray for the, thanks Pete, pray for the offering. So Lord we pray, pray for our children's leaders and the children that you bless them as they take this time to learn about you in a different part of the building lord just bless that work we pray and lord we pray too that you bless this offering which we give in response to your love to us and we ask all this in jesus name amen, amen. it's good to see julie back and um, we'll pray for you now and others who are recovering from from surgery we thank you for all the Really helpful updates of uh, of what's happened, and we'll pray for you now. And uh, there are a number of folk that we need to uh, pray for. So let's just uh, move into a time of um, open prayer. Um, hopefully, we'll have a mic. That uh, where's Mark? Has he disappeared? I don't know where he's gone. He's gone somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> just shout or something. Just pray loudly. But well, let's pray, and uh, as the Spirit leads you, please lead us in praying for. Uh, members of the, the fellowship and uh, further afield. Let's pray together. Yes, Lord.
0: Lord, we do thank you for Julie and John being here this morning. Yeah, uh, yeah, John. yeah. Uh, just thank you for your uh, They're able to be here. We do pray for Julie's healing there. Uh, yes. You know, They've the, got the damage there, Lord. Thank you are the great healer, Lord. I really pray that you just touch our body, touch her arms and hand, Lord, and that the healing may be complete, Lord. Yes. The, the, the surgeons have been put it all together, Lord, have really done a good job. It's your Holy Spirit, Lord, just working in her and through her, Lord, that you'll just provide that healing, that movement back again, Lord. Mm. Just, uh, to be here, to just bless them. thank you for john too lord the way he blessed us in so many ways that he served you lord and serving with the young people and the uh in, in the church lord but just thank you for all of those of us who actually are beneficial of all their your love and your mm. your grace and your mercy in our lives lord
1: mm. amen yes amen. bless you lord thank you thank you lord Lord, we cry out for Tony's brother Dennis. Lord, we claim healing in the name of Jesus. We, we want to see healing there, Lord. We don't believe, Lord, that you're a God who... Uh, abandons us and lets us down, and so Father, we cry out to you that uh, you would just bring healing to Dennis in every way, and give, Lord, I pray that you would uh, strengthen Tony through a testimony of your faithfulness in answering these prayers. That you would work a miracle in Dennis, Lord, that would strengthen Tony in his faith and strengthen the whole family, Lord. We pray that you deliver Tony and Dennis and the whole family at this time, Lord. We pray for. The comfort and strength of your holy spirit as they prepare for this thanksgiving service we pray lord that they would know you journeying with them each step of the way lord as they continue to grieve for vel may your comforting spirit draw alongside them and carry them through this time and on into the future we ask this in jesus name amen Amen. thank you lord thank you lord
0: yeah Amen. you, We thank you for bringing them to our church and to yeah. all that they do here. Amen. Father, we thank you that Noel was able to have his operation. Um, but Father, you know that he's in a lot of pain. Mm. So we just pray for healing, we pray for pain relief. And Father, we just pray that you really bless Pauline as she looks after him. Yes. So we lift them both to you, Lord, and, and ask for healing and blessing. Yes, Jesus Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Amen. Yes.
0: Dear Lord,
2: I just want to pray for Eve um, as she comes back from hospital, and also yeah. for Steve, just for increased strength for her and increased confidence yeah. with going about her daily activities. She just needs to recover more and just know that you're with her in that in that recovery and just pray for the wider family and i'd also like to pray for my, my very good friend um marion Springwood was on thursday and just pray for the family as now this this is coming to the, the point where they're just mourning her loss and, and, and realizing that he's not here so just a comfort for them and um just the... um. Everlasting loving God, we pray for peace in Ukraine, mm. pray for healing for the wounded, pray for comfort for the bereaved, and we ask all this in Jesus' name.
1: Mm. Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for it. It has power to change our lives. Lord, it's a two-edged sword, according to Hebrews 4, that has power to divide joints and marrow. So Lord, we ask that you would speak into the very depths of our heart and soul. Lord, help us to hear your word and to put it into practice. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you take this living word and that it would be a, a, a sword in your hands. Bring transformation we pray in us amen so we're starting a a new series today called in his image on sundays and in small groups and we're going to be looking at those attributes of god those characteristics of god that we are called to copy emulate live out Um, today we're looking at uh, be holy as i am holy and we're looking at uh, one peter one verses 13 uh, to 16. Peter writes, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled, set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. There are some uh, characteristics of God that we as Christians cannot aspire to in this life. We are not God. Um, Only God knows everything in all times and places. Only God knows everything we think, we say, we do. Only God is present in all times and places. We can only be in one place at one time. Although with social media, there is an attempt to be everywhere at once, isn't there? But as human beings, we can't cope with that, can we? We can't stand it when somebody's in Costa Rica and we're only in Costa, <laughs> as I was the other day. We are not meant to be all knowing and, and present everywhere, are we? As human beings, we, we can't cope with that sort of knowledge. We don't know we what to do with it. We're just overwhelmed with knowledge. Our God is sovereign over history and over the whole creation. We are not sovereign over the whole creation, in case you didn't know that. We're not even in control of our own lives. God's ways and thoughts are higher than our ways and thoughts. His thoughts are more numerous than the grains of sand on the beach. That's a lot. Adam and Eve went wrong in the garden because they thought that they could be like God, right? They wanted to be God. And so when God said, you can eat any of these trees in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They wanted that knowledge. Only God understands good and evil fully we will never understand evil suffering and god's good ways in this life while we're in these mortal bodies we're not meant to we can't there are some partial answers that we can give namely the cross but we will never understand god's ways in this life fully it's what job had to learn isn't it you can't understand it job you just have to trust in god Adam and Eve sought to become like God and what happened they were expelled from the garden east of Eden they were thrown out weren't they and a flaming sword cut them off from the garden. And the relationship between human beings and God has been broken and disrupted ever since we are born outside the garden. We're not born into this world in intimate relationship with God. Ever since Adam and Eve first sinned, we are separated from God who is perfect and holy and sinless. We are dead in our sins when we're born. We have no life in us to relate to God. We are dead. We are walking corpses. But thank God that he didn't leave us in this deadness, He sent Jesus, the perfect image of God, the Son of God into this world to rescue us so that we could know God and have his image restored in us. Isn't that wonderful? That's the story of scripture. God has not abandoned us and left us. He has sent his Son so that we can image him again through Jesus. But there's a difference between being God and imaging God. Adam and Eve were created not to be God, but to bear the image of God. Do you hear that? Massive difference. If you look at the image of someone on a coin or banknote, the image is not the actual person. just resembles them, doesn't it? So we were made in the image of God, which means that we resemble him in many ways. We are walking, talking people who think and are naturally um, inquisitive, creative people, thoughtful people. We're made in the image of God, uniquely as human beings. But we are not God. That was the mistake Adam and Eve made. But we are called to reflect God's image. If you wanna see the perfect image of God, look at Jesus. That's who we're called to copy and be like. He is the perfect image of God, God in human flesh. I wonder if you were asked what God is like, what would you say? Um, what if you had one attribute characteristic of God that you're allowed, what one would you pick? I pro- when I thought about this, I thought probably for me, it would be God is love. Um, no surprises there. But in studying God's attributes in scripture, I was surprised to learn that God's holiness is the most prominent attribute that comes up most times in the Bible. Did you know that? God is love, and that's said in 1 John and in other places, but nowhere near as many times as God is said to be holy. Uh, By the way, this is not a popular theme today, holiness, right? You go around saying God is love and people are happy with that. You go around saying God is holy, oh, hang on a minute. Does that mean you're one of those holier than thou's? Are you one of those holy Joes? I've had that. As if I'm gonna bash them on the head with a large Bible with chain references. Or as if I'm going to judge them because I'm better than them morally and superior to them. That's the cliche, isn't it? That people's perception is of a holy God. Oh, you're one of those holy people, those hypocrites who say that they're better than everyone else, but is really, At best equal, but sometimes worse when we look at the standards set in the church and, sadly, we have to say the church has not always presented itself as a holy bride. It's all over the media, isn't it, the the failure of, of leaders in the church. And so we're often seen as hypocrites people who don't live out what we say that we are right. So God's holiness is his most. Uh, spoken about attribute in scripture. And because God is holy, Peter quotes God's words to Moses in Leviticus 11, be holy because I am holy. But what does it mean to say be holy because I am holy? God's perfect holiness is not about being self-righteous or holier than thou or judging people who are not Christians, we are called to God, to be holy as God is holy because that is what he is like. And just as children resemble their parents, as obedient children, right, pick it up in the reading, we are called to resemble God, our loving father, who is holy, family likeness, right? So what does it mean when it says God is holy? He is set apart, sacred, separate from the imperfections and impurities of a sin-cursed world. There is no impurity or sin in God. He is perfect. Perfect. The word holy appears 700 times in the Bible, and in its verb form, to be made holy or to sanctify, appears an additional 200 times no other attribute is mentioned more times than holiness 29 times the bible mentions his holy name he is called the holy one of israel 25 times in the book of isaiah alone god's holiness his utter purity of character is what distinguishes him from all other so-called gods so here's a couple of scriptures for you exodus 15 who among the gods is like you O lord who who is like you majestic in holiness awesome in glory working wonders or 1 samuel chapter 2 there is no one holy like the lord there is no one besides you there is no rock like our god the gods of egypt and canaan greece and rome made no claim to possess utter purity of character they were seen to be powerful But there was no claim of them being pure as God, as the God of Israel is pure and holy. God is so holy that in the Old Testament, Moses is told that no one can look on him and live. Even the sinless angels have to cover their faces with their wings because his glory is too much for them. Listen to Isaiah 6. I saw the Lord... Seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their face. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying and they were calling to one another. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Do you notice that the angels praise God? And so important is his holiness that they repeat it three times. Holy, holy, holy. R.C. Sproul in his book, The Holiness of God, says this, quote, Only once is a characteristic of God mentioned three times in succession. The Bible says that God is holy, holy, holy. The Bible never says that God is love, love, love or God is mercy, 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 or wrath, 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 or just, just, just. Do you think God's trying to tell us something here, that he's holy? What I was fascinated about is on the, um, I don't know if you saw any of the clips of um, Asbury, the revival that was happening there, Um, but above the, uh, the altar at the front of the church, it said, holiness unto the Lord. Amazing. Don't see that in many churches, do you? It's not a popular theme, holiness. But that's where revival begins. Recognizing that you're in the presence of a holy God who is so powerful, so majestic, so glorious that all we can do is bow in his presence. Anyway, three things you won't be surprised, of our call to be holy. First, God's holiness holds together his love and justice. Tony Blair, oh, sorry, sorry to mention that name in church. Tony Blair once said, education, education, education. God says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. That's what I, that's what I wanna remember. It's not a crowd pleaser though, by the way, in our culture. Many churches choose to focus on God's love so that everyone feels included. The language of love and inclusion, it's trendy today. Well, we need to be really careful here that we understand how God's love works with God's holiness. They're not mutually exclusive, they work together. There is huge misunderstanding in the church today particularly in the Methodist Church and United Reformed, that use the language of love, but have allowed any kind of morality and behavior to creep in the door. That is not what the Bible means by love and holiness. There are certain topics that are fashionable in our culture today. Justice is fashionable and we as God's people should work for justice, absolutely but it's fashionable in culture we understand justice differently from the world but you won't get anybody disagreeing with you about justice about working to relieve poverty or working to save the environment or to relieve oppression you won't get a single person disagreeing with you about that cause and rightly so but God's holiness is what holds his justice and his love together. For example, God is love, but he loves out of a purity of character. When we say God is love, it is not that everything and anything goes, right? Because God is holy, he's perfect, he's sinless. We should never allow our standards of morality to be projected onto God, just because it's convenient and comfortable for us. I think what's happening in the church now with teaching around sexuality is that the church is taking a comfortable line to avoid persecution. Jesus said, in this life, you will have trouble. You will be persecuted, but rejoice and be glad for great is your reward in heaven. We're not here to avoid persecution. Jesus said, we'll be persecuted. We're not here to adopt the standards of the world. We're here to be holy. Whether it's popular or not. And God's um, love includes, of course, his mercy, his kindness, his welcome, his grace, but it also includes his just judgment and anger against sin and evil how could it not right think about this you've got a child and you never discipline or correct that child and allow that child to get into sin and evil you never take that child aside it would not be a loving behavior to allow a child to go off the rails without challenging them would it without correcting them that's not love that's just incompetence and neglect, isn't it? God does not neglect his people. He calls us to a holy standard of living because he loves us. And boundaries are good for us. Boundaries were good for Adam and Eve. They're good for us. We're not supposed to live how we want to live, just like the culture. We weren't made that way. We were made to obey God, our King. We were made to live holy lives. And in living holy lives, we find true freedom and true fulfillment. What's ironic is you do not see thousands of young people flocking into these liberal churches. They're not going there. That's the irony. The churches that have um, liberalized on theology and have thrown open their doors to, to any kind of theology... They're empty and they're dying, I can show you the stats, the churches that are holding the line with conservative teaching on holiness are growing and planting churches, I can show you the data, do not be deceived by the world's agenda. God's justice and love go together in the cross. You see, in love for the world, God gave his son because he loved the world so much to pay the penalty for our sin. That's a just God. God has to punish sin and evil, but instead of punishing you and I, he punishes his own son, God of justice. But you see, it was God's love that took Jesus to the cross. So in the cross, we see perfect love and justice meeting together. You cannot have love without justice. You cannot have justice without love. Do you see? In the cross, they're perfectly together. Second, we are to reflect God who is holy. The the Bible presents holiness as both given to us as our new identity, but also something that is asked of us. Um, So when, if, I'm assuming everybody in the room's a Christian, that's dangerous, (laughs) not always the case. So if you're a Christian and you've invited Christ to be Lord and King of your life, you have been made holy because the Holy Spirit has come to live in you. You are a new creation. That's why the Holy Spirit is called the Holy Spirit, by the way, because he makes us holy when he comes to live in us. So if you've invited Christ into your life as Lord and King, the Holy Spirit lives in you, you have been made holy. But we are to be holy, which means that because we've got a new identity, because we're new creations, we are to become more and more holy, more and more like Jesus, in other words. This is why Peter says in 1 Peter 1:14. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. There it is. You see, when we become a Christian, we are adopted as children of God. We are given a new status as members of God's family. We have a dad in heaven who loves us, and he calls us his dearly loved children. Isn't that wonderful? Dad loves you. That's great. Imagine a baby who has a very unfortunate start in life and doesn't receive loving parenting is given up by his or her parents. But early in life, the child is adopted by loving parents who provide a caring, nurturing family atmosphere and environment. These parents model love. They model fairness, kindness, loving discipline towards their adopted child. And over time, the child begins to grow in these character qualities modeled by their parents. This child now has a new family, a new status, and identity as an adopted and loved child. This child now has the potential to grow up into a well-grounded and mature adult who can live a good and happy life. And that's what God has begun in you as a Christian. He's given you a new status, a new identity as an adopted child of God, and you can go on and grow to resemble him in Christ more and more. And God has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit to help us grow to become more and more like Jesus. We can't do it on our own. He's given us his DNA, if you like. We've got new DNA in us, it's called the DNA of God. The Holy Spirit lives in us if you're a Christian. By the way, if you're not yet a Christian, if you've not yet invited Christ into your life to be Lord and King, why not do that today? Some of you are delaying and God is saying, Come into my kingdom. Make the step today. Third and last, we are to desire to be holy. When we become a Christian, God puts a new desire in us to grow, to become more like Jesus. I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. When people become a Christian, they become more aware of sin. And people say, oh, I seem to be sinning more now, when I'm I'm a Christian, than I was before. I say, no, you're just becoming more aware of it. Before you were ignorant of sin, now you're aware of it, now God has given you an awareness, a sensitivity, a conscience through the Holy Spirit about sin. So don't give up, fight it with the, with the weapons that God has given you, with his word, with the Holy Spirit, with worship, all the weapons that God has given you, fight against that sin, take off the old clothes of sin and put on the new clothes of holiness and righteousness. Imagine if the adopted child we mentioned earlier decided later in life, actually, do you know what? I wanna go back to my old status. They decided to leave their adopted parents and they changed their surname back to what it was before. And they said, I don't want any more to do with this adopted family. I want my own freedom, I wanna live life my way. And they decided they'd turn against all the values that their adopted parents had brought them up with what would happen? They would lose all the love and support and care and nurturing of their adoptive parents. They would be cut off from the love and support of their adoptive parents. Isn't this what we do as Christians? When we live with old habits of sin that we refuse to deal with? Don't we grieve our heavenly father when we continue to sin? And we don't fight against that sin. We're like that adopted child who decides to turn against its loving parents. And God wants us to resemble him. He wants us to want to please him. Doesn't every child want to please its parents and grandparents? Most of the time. (laughs) Not all the time. But they love getting affirmed, don't they? They love it when we support them and we go and watch them from the touchlines and we're there at the match. We go and see the play. They love that because they want our support. They love our love and care. And that's the same with God. He delights in his children, in you and me, and he wants us to please him by living holy lives that are different from the world. The standards that God sets for us are different from the world's. We just have to get over that and accept it. We're not called to be chameleon Christians who blend in with everybody else for fear of upsetting people. (laughs) That's not what the world wants. Even non-Christians don't want us looking like them. They want something different. They want to see hope. They want to see Christ, because we live in a hopeless world. Why do you want to look at a world that's full of pain and anxiety and darkness? Don't we want to look like the light of Christ? In case you haven't noticed, the world is not doing too well. (laughs) Have I missed something? The world needs us to be holy, to resemble Christ, to give people hope, to show them that there's another way. And that way is in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know we have a church covenant for members and we ask people to come into membership because membership is a way of saying Lord I want to commit to this local church to this group of people and live a holy life in community. We're not called to live individual holy lives of it's all about me and my interests. We're called to commit to a church family and to live in community as holy people. So here's some of the statements we make in our church covenant, to lead a holy life and to walk together in Christian love according to the command and example of Jesus. Wow, imagine what that would look like if we did that seriously, walking together in Christian love. Number two, to strive for the spiritual advancement of this church, to sustain its worship, ministry and discipline by our presence and means. That means we've got to come to church and we've got to speak truth into people's lives we've got to come alongside people and encourage them and support them and pray for them number three to behave before the world according to the teaching and example of jesus as recorded in scripture in other words we live according to the bible not to the world standards number four to bring up our children doesn't mean you have to have children of your own we mean the church children here as well To bring up our children with the knowledge of christ's love and christian values number five to act in a way that promotes fellowship and unity not gossiping not bigging ourselves up and putting others down but speaking encouragement to one another working for fellowship and unity number six to remember each other in prayer number seven to support each other in sickness and difficult circumstances Number eight, to endeavor by all means to share the gospel with those who have not committed their lives to Christ. That's how you live a holy life, in community, the church. So I say to those who've not yet committed to membership, commit to membership, make it public. Just as marriage is public and that's a covenant, so church membership is a covenant and that's public. So come and talk to me, get yourselves into membership and endeavor to lead a holy life. But let me finish with this. We will never have the desire to live a holy life without being filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. It's pretty obvious. It's the Holy Spirit who gives you a desire to lead a life that's more and more like Jesus. If we're filled with the Spirit, we won't find the things of the world attractive, we'll find Jesus attractive we'll want to do his will we'll want to walk in his commands if if you're sort of lacking in commitment right now if you're finding it hard to live out the covenant it's not because we're into rules it's because we need to be blessed and filled again with the holy spirit you with me god wants children who resemble him do you resemble your loving Father in heaven? Do you resemble his holiness, his purity, his majesty, his beauty? Are are you growing in the likeness of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, self-control, faithfulness, and others that I can't remember? Are you growing in the fruit of the Spirit? We need the Holy Spirit here, don't we? We need the Holy Spirit to give us the desire and the power to want to be more like Jesus, to grow to be more like Father in heaven. I need more of that, you do too. I don't wanna live like the world. I don't wanna be darkness in a dark world. I'm I'm gonna get lost as darkness in a dark world. I wanna be light, standing out for Christ, even if that means persecution. Anybody else willing to stand up today? willing to stand for Jesus? Yes. Amen. Amen. We're not called to be popular, but we are called to be Christ-like and to win people, to attract people to Jesus. Some will come and be drawn to Jesus through us. Some will reject Jesus and the gospel, but let none of us be darkness in a dark world. Just stand together. I want to yeah, let's do this differently today. Let's be bold. I want to ask that you find uh, another person or two. I want to ask you, you pray for one another to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just where you some of you might need to move back a row or two. Just want to pray, I want to ask that you lay hands on each other and you pray for each other to be filled with the Holy Spirit and that God would give you the power and desire to be holy as he is holy. So find some people if you're not near them and Pray for them. Pray for each other that you'd be filled with the Spirit and become holy people as God is holy. Just start to play. Build my life.
2: know
0: if i can so we can ever the praise
2: we can never breathe. i we live for you I do it by Could ever breathe live for you. which
1: What's there is no one like you there is none beside. Our prayer today is make us more like Jesus. Make us holy. And Lord, give us, Jesus, a holy love for those around us. A love that sets us apart. A love that means that we shine as light in a dark world. A light, Lord, that means that we live, Jesus, by your commands and standards, not by the world's. Lord, help us to hate sin and to love you jesus much much more oh lord holy spirit would you fill us afresh as we go out from this place to lead holy lives this week that we might draw people to jesus in us and through us in his name we pray amen Amen. if you want prayer if you want to give your life to christ today now stay behind and we'll pray for you to accept christ if you want to pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit, stay in, stay in here. We would love to lay hands on you and pray that you, for you to be filled with the Spirit. Otherwise, please go and enjoy uh, coffee, tea, biscuits next door. Thank you. Bless you.